0: Welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. It's your host, James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're gonna jump right in. Um, man, we got some good stuff to talk about this week. Gonna talk a little bit about everything. Um some uh, video games I've been playing, some video games I anticipate to be playing, some books, you heard that right, some books that I've been reading, and a lot more. So Let's just jump right in on the top Um, in in my most recent endeavor. um, I went ahead and obtained a game that actually came left field for me. And I didn't honestly expect to like it Um, only only because I know I'm, I'm so much more familiar with other games that. Uh, the company Square Enix has done and what they what they currently do and so when they come out with games that uh, aren't really established titles you know my my interest is peaked in some ways you know just depending on what I see what I get a chance to experience this that and the third sometimes it's a miss though like I'll tell you right now like Octopath Traveler super fun game Love that game. Love just the way that it came about. It was perfect. Still is perfect. It's one of my favorite games. Um, but Triangle Strategy, not so much. Um, that's a game I kind of just left behind. Like, it's still... It had that charming look like Octopath, but it just wasn't a really fun game. It was more of a frustrating game than anything. Um, you know, and that's not... To knock the effort that the developers put, because you know, like again, innovation is key, and that's what I love. I love seeing the developers come out with new games and stuff. And so, with that said, um there was another game that you know a while back I was uh kind of checking in on. It was called The Deal Field Chronicles. I don't know who comes up with these names. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that you know these uh, board meetings you know, are very enthusiastic in the way of naming uh, games in a way that's really going to catch somebody and make them feel like they have to play. I just feel confused because I'm like, I don't know what a deal field is. And I don't know how that relates to a Chronicle. So whatever. um, Let's just, you know, see what the game's about. And the one thing that I can say that they've done um, that really helped me, you know, kind of Obtain the understanding that yeah, I do want to play this game was putting out a demo I think more games have to do that or more developers and and, uh, Producers have to do that. They have to plan in a way That really gets the public involved because I think that's the one thing that really breaks or makes uh, a video game if you give people a chance to experience said game and I wouldn't mind if in some of these demos they do um you know put uh you know maybe a, a a feedback column or something like that just so I can let you know what I was feeling about you know x y and z um I think they leave it up too much to the public to just kind of you know put their opinion out and then they just kind of put their ear to the ground and take away from it what they will but if they concentrate all that you know in the same um you know in the same nucleus then i think it would just produce a better game but yeah i i played the um the demo of the dealfield chronicle which is really funny because i can tell you just right now from having the full game the demo is basically the first chapter and that's huge like that that's actually really cool that that um you know a developer can be that confident in their um, product that they're like yo we're, we're just going to give you the whole first chapter and you can sit here and you can grind it out as much as you want to and <clears throat> you know like the one thing that i was concerned with because especially with rpgs because rpgs are like the most grindworthy games in existence and my only concern playing this demo was if i put this much time into this demo and i you know, and I execute my normal behaviors of grinding so that I can be better for the opposition that I have to face, can I carry this into the next, you know, into the full game? Because it would just, because at that point, I would just play it at at its base level and just, you know, get by the enemies and and don't worry about it. But um, I guess they had a system in place or have a system in place, and we'll get to why I say it that way. Um, Where, yeah, there is uh, a uh, functionality to transfer over your demo save so that you can basically have a head start on the competition or the opposition because there is really no competitive point to the game. I don't know why I said that. But um, here's the funny thing. I, for some reason, was not able to um, trigger a transfer from the demo to the full game and you know it was crazy because like i i so when i played the demo for uh let's say tales of arise and the one thing that i liked about that playing that demo uh versus purchasing the full game was that a lot of the assets that were used to operate the demo were foundations for the full game so i didn't have to download as much and that was just how that went so like i i had like <clears throat> you know the demo probably had like uh i don't know 50 10 15 gigabytes <clears throat> um and the full game is maybe 22 um 22 25 or whatever like that and yeah, just, you know, it, it goes from being a 45 minute download to like a 20 minute download easily, you know, um, and deal Phil Chronicle did the same thing. And what I what I really, really enjoy is that I don't have to go through the motion of like, oh, let me delete this demo. No, it's just, no, it, it consolidates everything and then it parses out the the demo aspect of the game and you only get to see the the full game. Now, here's where I think I screwed up. I don't know how I screwed up I don't know why it didn't allow I, I don't know what happened all I know is I, I played through the demo I beat the demo you know I got to the thanks for playing portion and you know I think I think even in that they tell you that you can transfer your info I think that's the I think that's the way that I even figured it out um and what I did because because I 'cause I'm playing on my Steam Deck, which is funny because it's like it's and I and, and that's another conversation I wanna have as far as like Steam Deck. I, I we're gonna talk about um their ability to verify workable games on their system and why it's not happening fast enough or why can't it happen from launch. But that's on a side note. Um but when I played the demo on my Steam Deck I was almost assured, uh, in certain that I would be able to play the full game. And I was right. And, um, uh, the, you know, what I did was because again, the full game versus the demo, it was only a consolidation of a few gigs. So I put it on the same exact, um, drive. Cause I have a, uh, 256 micro SD card. And I said, okay, well, I'll just, put it on the same card and it'll just integrate everything. And I think what it did instead of integrating was it just overwrote. It just overwrote everything. And I think where it confuses me and I'm and somebody somebody might be able to tell me it might be something I'm missing. I'm not a, I'm not that big into understanding PC gaming. Um but I couldn't I didn't have a way to look around and like trigger a save from a different file or a folder. I had nothing. Um, and I just felt really, really bad when I started up the new game. And at no point was I prompted to transfer that information. I was like, yo, I don't want to. And it was so funny because the reason I didn't want to, you know, quote unquote, start over was because I kind of sort of had a hard time with the boss before the chapter ends. And I wasn't looking forward to doing that again. You know, like I was like, I barely got by him and it was just, it was so horrible. Um, Even though it was fun and I did feel accomplished. I was just like, I'd much rather have, have that win behind me and just look forward to, you know, the other chapters. But, what i found and this is this is the cool part what i found was that i wasn't as bad at the game as i thought i was going to be and i applied everything that i learned from playing that demo to playing the full game which just made the experience more seamless so it almost felt like i did have a boost because i had already understood how to play i understood the mechanics I understood the possibilities and probabilities of, you know, executing particular strategies and, you know, putting your troops over here versus over there or just doing a full frontal assault or a pincer attack. Like, <clears throat> you know, I I had it. I already had it figured out. So I'm I'm just knocking this game out because like it, it was crazy because it was like like they would set the because what they do, which is cool and I love this. They uh they give you um, particular caveats or, or a checklist if you will um, when you take on a certain mission. So they might say, okay, we're gonna give you eight hundred gold just for passing the mission. We'll give you one skill point if you make sure nobody on your team dies or falls, you know, falls down. Um, and we'll give you another skill point if you finish it. In less than four minutes, and what's so funny or what's so awesome is that a learned mind or trained mind into the strategy of how you play that game, it, it it's a cakewalk. Cause that cause again, I had already played the demo, so I was just like, oh, psh, like four minutes, dude. I'm like, I know that the smart thing to do is not not take this fight so seriously, just rush them from the front destroy everyone and everything make sure to open up all the uh uh, they they have a treasure chest that you have to open you know like like again there's all these different caveats in order to a hundred percent complete a mission you could still complete a mission by you know just running through all the enemies but you know again if you don't take time to explore the map go get treasure chests. um you know be quick enough to finish it in a particular amount of time you don't get all of the benefits and rewards that you could potentially uh, use in order to make your team better. Um, That said, the other thing I really enjoy is they, so, so what I like is they kind of approach it um, almost in a dragon age inquisition type of style where you have a you know like you have a war room and there's this map and that's how they kind of point you out to the story and then as you play through you start to open up side quests so there are things you know like it's not just it doesn't just have to be a general grind where you're just like oh i'm just gonna go play this mission over and over again you can do that but they have enough side quests that really supplements the the growth so that when you do take on the main mission it's like oh i'm already ready you know i'm already two levels above this so i should be just fine um but man the i think the so so i'm talking a lot of good stuff but let me talk about some things that are challenging or things that i kind of view as just a little off so first off i feel like I'm not a big fan of the art style. I think the, I think the illustrated art as far as like the, uh, the, the pictures, you know, in the menus and whatnot of the characters, I think that's phenomenal. And um, I, I think I said this before, it reminds me of this mist uh, Mistwalker game that I used to play back in the day. Um, and I remember it was like, I think, I think at the time it was exclusive to Android, um, and it was like it was it was a weird game. It was kind of like you just took your finger and you you dragged your finger in these little patterns, and that's how you attacked. And but but that but that art style was that distinctive. And if and if I'm not mistaken, I would say the artist is the same exact artist because he has a very um, distinctive way. Of doing characters just like uh and I, I know you guys are gonna kill me because I don't know these guys' names, but he's just as significant as the artist who um who does art for Final Fantasy. He's just he's just that significant. Um and yeah, I like I like that, but as far as the character models <clears throat> now the character models in play, like when I'm actually playing with them, um, you know, on the uh, on the, the battlefield and whatever, it really doesn't matter to me because they're not that close. I can't really see them. It's like whatever. Like I can distinctively see them because I'm like, oh, I you know I see my archer. I see my knight. I see my um, thief, my whatever. Um, But in those points where you're kind of like back at your base and you might be having characters that are having dialogue and yeah, I don't like those models. They, they look like clay figures. They look like they're made out of clay and it, and it's just really off putting and I just don't enjoy it at all. Um, I think another thing that the game lacks, I think it, I think it lacks character like, and I mean like, so like, you know, the characters will sit there and they'll have their interactions and stuff, but they don't they don't portray mannerisms that give you an idea about that person's personal traits or how they go about things like you. You can listen to them talk in the dialogue, but the dialogue, is you know, which is another one of those down things. The dialogue just comes off so dry and so uh, uneventful that you really do me myself I don't find myself caring too much about what one person is saying to another um there was this one point where my main character you know I was in the base and I went to go uh talk to one of my you know soldiers in my in my company and then like I got an achievement for um for uh completing a, a, a character quest I'm like character quest it was just a bunch of dialogue it was nothing like a character quest is when you have somebody in your party that says you know yeah I'm a thief but I can't go back to this town because you know uh, you know, they wrote me off and they told me if I ever came back that they, you know, they'd murder my family and they're still occupying the town. And I don't know what to do because I don't want my family to die. Okay. Let's take a trip to that town and let's go set things straight. That's a character quest because you're doing something in lieu of, of a particular interest over the main objective of the game overall. Like that is not clear, you know? So, and again, the game's fun. The game is very fun, but I think there's a misconception of what a character quest is and how the characters relate to one another. Um and I don't I don't know. I think one of one of the questions that I that I came, you know, that that kind of crossed my mind. Excuse me while I take a drink. One of the questions that crossed my mind was, do does story even matter in video games anymore, particularly RPGs? Like, does story matter? Because, like, I yeah, well, I'm gonna say this, and this this is gonna sound really funny. <clears throat> you know, we all can look at our favorite role playing games, and we can point out a particular story that we find engrossing or that we find charming or whatnot. Like I'm just, I I will forever stay invested in Final Fantasy Tactics because I just love the story. Um, But what's really funny is that I get on social media a lot and we have a lot of dialogue back and forth about Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, this, that, and the third. And what I find so interesting is people who read so much into a particular uh, game, and they kind of lay out this story in a way where I'm just like, I, I never saw it like that, and I quite honestly don't think it's like that. Like, like somebody said something about Final Fantasy VIII, and how um, I don't know characters, the characters Squall was working for Renoa, and I was like what do you mean like 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 I need more (laughs) I need more context like again people they they I think people take the stories too seriously in some respects and I think people who analyze stories aren't particularly enjoying stories and that's my whole thing is that when I when I when I play an RPG excuse me again When I play an RPG, I would I would particularly like to enjoy the story if that is a part of what, you know, uh, the developer has in mind. Like, again, going back to Octopath Traveler, <clears throat> I believe that the separate motivations and story arcs was so interesting. Like, I remember I was doing the one for... The Thief, <clears throat> and I just found his so engrossing, I just wanted to keep going with his. Now, they do kind of level lock you out of out of some particularly, so you can't just plow through one person's story. But, it, you know, like, at the very least, I felt engaged. Bringing it back to Deal Phil Chronicle, it's like, I enjoy what I'm playing. I enjoy the game play. But there's really nothing so far in the story that has gripped me in a manner where it's like, okay, now it's time to pay attention. Like, the game has summons, right? They have uh, Bahamut. They have uh, Fenrir. There's this other uh, doe-looking thing that kind of does healing um but you don't know why you have them you know and you you don't obtain them by any you know pivotal point of the story you know it's just kind of like oh here's bahamut you got him you know it's like okay but why you know is there someone in my party that is so special to be privy to commanding a deity like bahamut like, give me, give me something, you know, like that. Like, I think that's where I am with Deal Phil Chronicle. And again, I'm, I think mostly, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I think mostly what I'm enjoying is just getting into the thick of the battles. I love that part. I like, you know, just give me a mission, show me where the opposition is throw in these surprise um obstacles and I'll just overcome everything. Fine. But for that, this game probably should have been $30 cheaper. $30 cheaper. And it probably should have started as a mobile game. I mean, I'm going to hold I'm going to hold my I'm going to hold my full reservation. As, as you know until I completely go through the game but <clears throat> I mean it's not so like I mean again I mean when the dialogue comes up I'm either fast mashing to get through the dialogue or if it's an open scene <coughs> if it's an open scene I'm literally skipping it because it's not, it, it's nothing engrossing. It's nothing pulling me in to say, Oh my God, I really got to listen to this part. Like, and, and when, and when I go, when I'm going further in the story, I don't feel like I'm missing anything per the plot. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I feel like whatever they may or may not have explained in a scene or two previously, it doesn't it doesn't connect with my understanding or lack thereof with where I currently am in the game. So um, if I had to <clears throat> if I had to rate this game scale from one to ten, I think I'd probably give this game. I'd say. Six and a half. Maybe seven. It's OK. <clears throat> I still I still have a lot to play. You know, I haven't you know, I haven't dug so deep into the game where I could definitively say like yes, this is a good game or this is a bad game, but just from what I've played at this point beyond what the demo provided me, the game is okay. It's definitely not worth $60. I can tell you that right now. Absolutely not it's not worth 60 bucks. I think that for most people who may be slightly interested, I would say, wait for a discount. Wait for a sale and then pick it up. But even then, when you pick it up, then don't clear off your entire board to play this game. Keep something on the side because this is not gonna keep you 110% invested. It's, It's, again, it's fun for what it is but it's fun in like a mobile game way because like i was you know i'm playing on my steam deck and i'm just like thank god this is mobile because if this was me like if i was playing this on a console at home i would be feeling ripped off so there's that but that's all we're going to talk about as far as Field chronicle um man one game i do want to talk about and this is kind of weird um because i don't really talk about fighting games like that But Street Fighter 6 is looking really, really freaking good. Um, You know, I know they recently announced it. And I remember when they put out the first stills of, you know, Ryu and, you know, him looking all melancholy and whatever. But the direction they're going in now, I am like 110% in. Now, the only thing that I find bothersome about Street Fighter is I feel like they're not allowing themselves to let the past go. And I feel like in its eventual nature, how they've operated for years, they're going to start with this kind of like partial shakeup so you got, you know, some new faces. But 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 give it four years and they're going to have every single character that has ever come across the roster. You know, like the roster would be like 80, 80 80 people deep. And it doesn't fit with the lore of just time passing. Because that's what I want to believe. I want to believe that I want to believe that with each iteration of these tournaments, there is a significant amount of time that is passing people are growing people are evolving people are moving on not everybody's going to want to fight all the freaking time i think the most dramatic move that they're making is with one character and that's ken and i think the story is, is that he's 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 a divorced man you know um i think there's more to the story of him but you gotta evolve these characters man like like I mean, as good as it looks, as good as it looks, it just looks like a current version of Street Fighter 2. Just with new characters here and there, sprinkled here and there. I think a game, I think a company like Capcom, I think that, I think Capcom takes too much, um, I think they lean too much into the hands of their fans and they allow them to dictate who and where characters appear. You know, they say, oh, well, this isn't right. There's no Cody. It's like, dude, just chill. Cody doesn't have to be in every single game. I wish they were ballsy enough to not have put... Both Ryu and Ken in the game. Let it be that this dude is married and he just went off and lived his married life. You know, just some people don't need to continue to have a motivation six games deep. And they got some chick now that she's supposed to be, you know, like the new version of T-Hawk. But I guarantee they'll put T-Hawk himself in the game. Just as a countermeasure, it's it's just it's crazy, but but the game but the game does look pretty impressive. I mean, I'm just gonna say that much. It looks really fun. Um, I which is which is the most important part. The most important part is just that it looks fun, and that it plays fun. Because <coughs> as long as gamers are Doing that and, and they're having fun. What else do you need? Nothing else. Um, let's talk about this, which is really, really odd for me to, uh, to tell you what I'm going to tell you, because I don't normally do this. And that's read books. Not a big book reader. I mean, I read books here and there, but I'm extremely selective with the type of books I read most of the time I read books on astrophysics and stuff like that but from time to time you know a nice fiction novel you know uh is warranted it's really crazy because like the one thing I could tell you about myself in reading books is that I'm not particularly good at knowing what a good book is supposed to be or what it can be or what it's like I'm not particularly good at that. But I'm getting better. I recently uh I'm still finishing up with uh the new Stephen King novel, uh Fairy Tale. Still going through that. Um I'm doing that one. I, I have a physical uh copy of that book, but I go through most of it on Audible. Cause I bought it both ways. I bought it. I, I like to. I like to have that audio play while I turn actual pages. Um, and I think the Kindle with Audible has like a system where that stuff can just go automatically, which is kind of cool. But I don't have a Kindle. I actually picked up a uh, Kobo Libra Two, um, which is their competition, um, and I love it. I absolutely adore the 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 machine um and honestly the only reason that i got me an e-reader versus still buying physical books is just for that notion it's just like i don't have enough room for more physical books i'd much rather just have one device where i could just pile in you know as many books as i could read or what i would plan to read and just go from there like i recently Got got the machine maybe two, three weeks ago. And <clears throat> I have, you know, one series, one manga series loaded there and a few novels and then a few books that I've borrowed from uh, libraries, which that that cracks me up right there. Borrowing books from libraries and they still treat it like actual library etiquette. They literally will tell you <clears throat> that there are no more copies of said book. It's an electronic book. This thing can be s- replicated a hundred times over. Like, I don't get it. But no, they will literally say, do you want to be put on the wait list for this book? I, it blew my mind to see that. <clears throat> but um, I recently read if I actually read through one book that was particularly interesting uh J- Janet Jeanette McCurdy she wrote a book called I'm glad my mom died man that book is heavy um which is kind of deceiving cuz like when you look at the actual book it looks so colorful and just so uplifting but then the title throws you off so you're almost just you, you just allure to just kind of pick it up and <clears throat> check it out and see what it is and I, and honestly when I as soon as I picked it up I could not put it down. And I think mostly mostly what what gravitated me towards that book was just how similar a lot of her particular upbringing was <clears throat> uh versus what I I've, I've been brought up in you know, it was so funny because like she was explaining um, there was this one point where she was explaining how her, her, how her garage was just like piled to the gills with just everything, you know, furniture. Basically, her mom's a hoarder. And I just kind of laughed because I said, dude, that's exactly how we lived. Like we had this garage where where the entire time we had that house never a car in that garage because it was always full of just crap and then she started to and 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 this was the part that really had me laughing when she was talking about how they were the only people on the block that had like the old school uh the old style of uh garage doors and a lot of people might not know this but Garage doors weren't always automatic and you had you know, there were these big wooden doors that you had to kind of like lift up and man, they were heavy as hell. And um I remember many, many days where I would be locked out of my house, whether I forgot my key in the house or I don't know, but <clears throat> you know, with with your mom not coming home for another three hours and your friends can't have company and whatever, man. We used to lift we used to lift the corner of that damn garage and I would have my little brother like crawl through like a like a little tunnel rat and go and unlock uh, the door. Oh, my God, that was just so fun. But that was one of those experiences that she was talked about in the book where it was like, oh, we'd have to, you know, my, my brother would have to hold this thing up while I ran in there. And even to have the refrigerator in the garage, I was like, dude how many people do that? Like, is that like a thing? And <coughs> excuse me. And it just, uh, it just resonated with me a lot. And there was a lot of other um, points in her upbringing that were, you know, a bit disturbing. <clears throat> and, you know, in reading those disturbing chapters, it was just like, I have to continue reading. Cause I need to understand how you were able to persevere. Cause you clearly have found a way to accept yourself uh, despite your adversity. Because, I mean, people can go through the same exact thing that she did and they could feel like less than an actual human, which I'm pretty sure she did in, in her life. I know I did in my life. But, man, yeah, that was, that was a heck of a book. That was a really, really good book. Um, I'm glad my mom died. (laughs) Um, Another book that I have been um, reading recently is um, there's a book by a guy named Eric LaRocca. And I like shocking, horrible things. But, yeah, he kind of hit it in a different manner. Um, He wrote a book called, Things Have Gotten Worse Since Last Time We Spoke, which is a really, really long title for a book. Um, And I, you know, like, me not knowing exactly what this book was, what it entailed uh, or anything like that, I basically just did my diligence, went on YouTube, went on YouTube, looked up videos of people who read it. I don't understand how people uh, say that they're reviewing something but then they give you the like they're basically just talking through the entire story it's like you're not reviewing it you're you're basically doing an audible version of the book you're you're reading the book verbatim it's like this is not what i want i just want you to just say it's a gay or it's a nay <clears throat> but man uh i would say i would say for the person who enjoys the macabre the horrible, um, the deplorable, and just the shocking factor that words can take you. Like I never knew a person could like make me cringe with words on paper or ebook, whatever. But and it's so crazy because like this, it's a novella, and it has three different stories in it. I'm actually in the beginning of the second story. Um, but yeah, that, that first story that really left me feeling a, a certain type of way that really left me feeling a certain type of way. And like, I remember I was at work reading through a particular chapter and I was just, I had to close the book cause I was like, yeah, this, this is a lot, this is heavy this is a lot like again you're you're talking about somebody who you know sits here and will read wikipedia pages over and over about random serial killers just to kind of see how they could possibly operate the way that they did and you know reading in the details of the things that they have done to people you know unflinching but in a meticulous fashion that an, uh, uh, an author can write a story. Yeah. Just two totally different things. Um, I I can't wait to finish the book. Cause I'm, I'm excited to see what the other two story if the other two stories can live up to that first one. Um, but if they're man, if they, if they get any darker, man, I, I, I think I'll have to stop at this particular book. Cause I think the guy has about a, couple of books out maybe a few <clears throat> i probably won't even go to those other books because it's just it's bad it's really bad um lastly i wanted to talk about uh some other points of entertainment you know um i just recently started my hbo max account back um because i i i kind of you know like my whole thing is this like i'll binge and then once i binge um and a lot of people do this. You know, I'm just kind of like, okay, nothing else, nothing else to see here. Go ahead and cancel. You know, they they aren't featuring anything. Disney's probably the only people that have had me locked in a manner where it was like right when I thought about canceling, they put something there that they know I want to see and it just always revolves that way. It just it's like they always hit right at the right time. So I would never find myself canceling until recently cuz I'm not I wasn't really in She-Hulk and just didn't care for um, that particular show, but I um, I saw that movie Moonfall, which is really really crazy because I didn't realize how entertaining it would be. It's actually really entertaining. Um, I like space movies. I really like space movies. I wish more movies did more about. Outer space, like open space, like, you know, like Interstellar was really interesting to me because I love those scenes where they were flying past Saturn and, you know, um, showing them coming up upon the event horizon, you know, with, with this nearby black hole and, you know, all that stuff was like super cool. I love space. But, you know, like, you know, it's a, it, it's a leave it or take it when it comes to like space right outside the atmosphere. Like, oh, it's it's the Earth is right there. You know, the moon is over here. And, you know, um I didn't really think I would enjoy it when when I first heard about it. So, you know, they would advertise the crap out of this uh movie a year ago, billboards everywhere. And I just was not interested. But, man, that is a really, really good film. Um It's kind of funny, too, because. I, I, you know, it, you know, I, I always knew that this was like some kind of action type flick. And when I heard that Holly Berry was in it, I was like, what is she going to be doing? Like, not that, you know, I'm not knocking Holly Berry, but, you know, she's, you know, she's older and, and I don't expect her to be running around and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, jumping over anything or you know whatever but no she played it she played she played a really good role uh the movie overall was again it was entertaining it wasn't good it was just entertaining you know like would i watch it again maybe if i forgot some parts of it but yeah like i I enjoy what i saw and i think and i think that satisfied me um another thing i watched and this was actually not on hbo this is actually on Netflix. I watched that series uh Dahmer um about the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. Um I know it has like a subtitle to it. I think it's called Monster or something like that. Um and it's starring Evan Peters um as Jeffrey Dahmer. And I got to say this. So so here here's here's my first reaction when I when I like three episodes in. I didn't I, I, okay so first off I didn't know that it was an Evan Peters uh, uh series I I never heard of this show coming out until I saw somebody posted on um on Twitter and um but they you know of course they you know they didn't they didn't say oh Evan Peters blah 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 um but then I um like I'm looking at this for three episodes going and I'm just like yo whoever this actor is that's playing Jeffrey Dahmer right now, he looks like freaking Jeffrey Dahmer. Like this is like spot on. And the reason I say it is because like I, like I said, I I used to man like in, especially in the beginning of the internet, like this was stuff that I would always thumb through just sitting here reading about John Wayne Gacy, uh, Ted Bundy, you know, um, Jeffrey Dahmer and just, you know, always seeing their mug shots and just, you know, their uh their, you know, shots of them in court and whatever. And so you 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 get, you know, you get that kind of painted in your in your mind. You know what these people look like. And I just could not get over how much he actually looked like the dude. And that was until I was able to figure out that he was the guy from you know from what I've known him for American horror story. and I was like, damn it and 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 from that point on, his his he still did a good Jeffrey Dahmer, but I couldn't get it out of my head that he was Evan Peters. He was more Evan Peters than he was Jeffrey Dahmer. If I didn't try to look into him as a character, I'd have just been completely invested. Um, but he did a good job. That series was insane. Um, insane in the way that a lot of the nuances that I understood from reading so much about this dude and the little things that happen, like there's, there are things that happen in the whirlwind of that case and that experience that some people don't know. Like, I was sitting there watching um, the series, and I kept saying to myself in the back of my head, I said, I wonder if they're going to do the sandwich scene. Like, they have to do the sandwich. And the episodes were going, and I said, okay, maybe they don't know about the sandwich. Maybe the producers don't know. And then it came up. The sandwich came up now they i think now i believe they <clears throat> i believe they took a different approach with the sandwich um because cuz from what i understood it didn't go like the way it went in, in in the series but i was very glad to see that they actually had done that um one of the trying to think one of the things i really enjoyed about the series though is that i do enjoy how they now normally i don't normally i don't like time traversal in series like i hate (coughs) excuse me for the most part i dislike i don't want to say hate but for the most part i dislike when you know there are certain series that says oh this is the current time and in this episode it's the past and in this episode but it worked in this series because because it seemed like every episode had a particular theme to it and it all just kind of went full circle and came back to the inevitable which you know if you, again if you if you know the case of Jeffrey Dahmer you know exactly how this how it went how it's how it ended you know you know but it but they didn't just make it so open and shut about Jeffrey Dahmer like no they made this about the families of the victims and their perspectives and their views um, they did it from the perspective of his neighbors and how he affected them. There, Listen, this thing, the show went on for an additional, I want to say two or three episodes by the time he was arrested and in jail. He was in jail and they still had like two or three episodes. Because... They really wanted to make the effort to flesh out the impact, the social impact that this one man had on a on a community, firstly, and a nation overall. And I think they did a really, really, really good job. Um. Yeah, I would. <clears throat> it, it's kind of disturbing to say this, too. And I don't know if I'm going to I'm going to just I'm going to I'm going to err on the side of caution and just say that they didn't because I would think that that would be in poor taste. Um, But there was a part in the series where and it's a part where he basically got caught um, and the guy was flipping through the Polaroids and I was looking at the Polaroids and I was like, those look like the exact crime scene photos or the exact uh, photos that have been uploaded online, they look exactly the same. Like, of course, they try to get you this this angle where you couldn't quite tell what it was. But anybody who's learned in that case and knows that case and has invested time in that case, you know. And I was just like, that is insane. And I hope to God that those are not the real photos um, that you could still find in circulation online. But that just would have been crazy if, if they really used the real ones. But man, just yeah, just looking at. And I, I mean, I've, I've seen I've seen docu series on all the other, you know, um, infamous people that have done these heinous things um but th- but to have this acted out by professional actors and again having it kind of encompass so much more than just the killer and the killings it it really felt like a very well fleshed out series um and I enjoyed it I I enjoyed it as as somebody who again, has, has researched a lot of this stuff and looked into a lot of this stuff, I felt like, man, you guys have kept up with my understanding of how these things played out. And you've also taught me a lot of things because again, I think the one thing that's most important in this is that we had a chance to look at it from all of the other perspectives that were involved. Because I didn't know his dad wrote a book. I didn't know that. I didn't know that his mom tried to kill herself. I didn't know that Jeffrey Dahmer had molested one of his actual victims brothers years previously. I didn't know this. Like I, 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 I could have got me, but what have you guys been watching? Have you guys been watching anything interesting on Netflix or, um, hbo max or disney plus or whatever your favorite uh streaming is. i know a lot of people keep telling me to uh, watch house of the dragon and i have been trying but i'm just i'm just not in the political dramas and i i don't know if i'll go back i'll try to watch some today i'm gonna give me some jersey mics i'll probably go through a couple episodes and see where that leads me Um, but if i get through a couple episodes and it doesn't ramp up i'm gonna just call it quits um what games are you guys looking forward to are are there any fighters that you guys enjoy playing are you looking forward to street fighter 6 what about tekken 8 that looks good i actually saw the trailer for that that looks really amazing um what rpgs are you guys playing Are um you know me currently playing deal field chronicle are you guys playing the same game are you guys playing something else i would love to hear from you guys uh for those who our uh you know listeners who who uh follow me on twitter um we already know what we play i i understand what you guys enjoy um but for those who may be new um i love to hear from you guys you can catch me on twitter um at more ta podcast that's more m-o-o-r-e-t-a podcast and we can talk about it we can talk about video games movies current events whatever's on your mind um and yeah, I think that's gonna do it. So hopefully you guys are enjoying your weekend. Um, I'm gonna enjoy mine. Like I said, I'm gonna go give me some Jersey Mics. I was talking about Jersey Mics online. Um not much feedback on, on the on the the uh the vote, but for the most part people say Jersey Mike's is good. And I agree. Like if I scale from one to ten, I think Jersey Mike's is uh, eleven. But that's just me. Uh, So, again, hopefully you guys enjoy the weekend. I know I'm going to uh, do me that favor as always. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.